One of Illinois State University's most famous alums is back on campus to help theater students tame their talent. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day for Wednesday, April 19th. I'm Ryan Denham, and this is WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for The Leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, connecting business and leisure travelers to the world on American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. CIRA, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with Jane Lynch's gleeful return to ISU. The Emmy winner will spend the next three weeks as a visiting artist in ISU's School of Theater and Dance through May 5th. Lynch will direct undergraduate students in a staged reading of Neil Simon's comedy Lost in Yonkers, for which rehearsals began Monday night. She'll also visit with various classes and students throughout her stay. Lynch says she was an untamed talent herself when she came to ISU, when she learned to harness it by working on the process, the technique. You come to college and that's what you have. You have a lot of kids who don't, they have talent, but they don't have any way of putting it to use. They don't understand taking a role apart and and, and investing themselves body and soul into that role and figuring out what makes that character tick, what that character knows about themselves and what they're in denial about. I mean, all of that stuff I learned right here. And that's the stuff that make, takes your craft from being just something, you know, kind of mundane to something profound. Lynch spoke to local media yesterday at the Bone Student Center, just across the street from where she used to live when she was a student here in the early 80s. I don't know that I was ever happier than I was when I came to ISU. I mean, it was really one of the highlights of my life. Lynch is part of a remarkable roster of ISU students who went on to fame and creative success in film, TV, and stage, including Laurie Metcalf, Terry Kinney, and Jeff Perry. Lynch attributed that success to a melding of young talent and ISU's titanic theater faculty, including Gene Scharfenberg, John Kirk, Ralph Lane, Cal Prittner, and Al Goldfarb. Lynch says she even drew on Scharfenberg's intensity for her most famous role as intimidating cheerleading coach Sue Sylvester on Fox's Glee. It was kind of a, um, a moment in time, like a perfect storm. Lynch will be directing 16 student actors in the Lost in Yonkers reading, plus a student assistant director, stage managers, and dramaturgs. Goldfarb himself will be serving as a dramaturg as well. Here are some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Bloomington Normal business leaders are hoping to capitalize on nearly $50 billion in state and national programs to expand broadband internet access. 28-year-old driver Nathan Wallach of Canby, Indiana, has died after a two-vehicle crash Monday night near U.S. 136 in rural McLean County. That's between McLean and Armington. And as road construction season unofficially kicks off, the Illinois Department of Transportation is reminding drivers to slow down and pay attention in work zones. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Shortages of nurses, McLean County jail workers, and police officers are well known. The looming shortage of firefighters is less known, but no less significant. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker reports that is true in Bloomington Normal and the rest of the country. The fire department in the town of Normal is down 25% from a full roster of firefighters. The Bloomington Fire Department is down 9%. That's a total of 27 firefighter paramedics for both departments. This is symptomatic of a longer-term issue. Bloomington Fire Chief Eric West says the problem could get worse. Probably our average age is in the mid to low 40s. 
we've got a list of guys that within the next two or three years of about 20 that could retire. The normal fire department has a similar demographic bulge. That's because the town opened a third fire station in 1999 and hired a batch of people to staff it. Those firefighters are all reaching retirement age. Bloomington Chief Eric West says the situation is also harder for Bloomington and Normal because those departments require everyone to be a paramedic as well as a firefighter. We have just a little unique situation compared to if you you look at the Champaigns, you look at the Springfields, the Peorias. Bloomington and Normal are the only ones in central Illinois that have a transporting ambulance. West says the paramedic requirement began in 2006 when the Lifeline Ambulance Service shut down and the municipalities picked it up. At that time, we didn't see that there was going to be a problem like we have right now. You know, there were still plenty of paramedics out there that wanted to be firefighters. And so, you know, we were still getting pools of 80, 90 people, I believe. Quality was good. In contrast, the latest testing list for the Bloomington Department had seven people after testing. The town of Normal has seen a similar drop in applicants. Bloomington and Normal are not the only ones struggling to find recruits. Patrick Morrison is the chief of field services for the International Association of Firefighters. It's not in any one pocket. It's not in any one place. It is definitely across the board. And there has been some data that has shown that uh, the decrease is getting to at least 20 to 30 percent less that we can attract into the fire service. Morrison says volunteer fire departments had the problem first, perhaps 10 to 15 years ago, which is now compounding the problem at professional departments. In some cases, the volunteers are, you know, sort of the farm system for the career. You become a volunteer, you like it, you enjoy it, and then you want to go on to become a career uh, firefighter. There are several reasons for the nationwide shortage. Some of it is a pipeline issue because paramedic and EMT classes shut down during the pandemic. Normal Fire Chief Mick Humer says other factors, such as the nationwide nursing shortage, divert people who might have become paramedics in the past. A lot of people have chosen that path because it gives you a lot of other opportunities be- besides the fire service. I mean, you can be an RN and work well into your 70s in different parts of patient care that might not even be hands-on. You know, a lot of it is administrative. There's also COVID burnout. But I think that the pandemic was something that kind of put things on the front burner for some people as far as uh, thinking about retirement. The national workforce is also shrinking as a whole as the baby boomer generation cycles out. Humor says people have changed from a couple decades ago too, when a 25-year career and a pension after it looked attractive enough to overcome the 24 hours on, 48 off shift requirements. Now, people really value their time off, their weekends, their things like that. So these are all things that we're trying to address and, and work through. It's just a a different workforce out there right now. The physical requirements of the job are tougher than they were a couple decades ago. Firefighters face a more rigorous agility test. They have to haul a lot more equipment. And Mick Humer says it's simply a tougher job. These guys are are much busier training, much busier with calls. You know, the normal fire department ran uh, about 8,400 calls last year. When I came here, 
16 years ago was under 5,000. There's more turnover among young firefighters, too, thanks to a law change a decade ago that allows transfers to another department with a portable accumulated pension credit. To get more qualified people on the hiring lists, the normal fire department has dropped the prerequisite paramedic license. Mick Humer says they will train people as paramedics after hiring. We are working with Heartland Community College and the McLean County area EMS system and the two hospitals to shorten the class from 18 months to 12 months and not losing any content. It's just condensed. The Bloomington Fire Service is working with the union on the same kind of change. Fire Chief Eric West says that will increase training costs and it will probably end up costing about $35,000 to fully train a firefighter. We're probably going to do similar to normal, um, only we may go a little bit further and say, hey, you're not going to need anything. We're going to send you to an EMT basic class, we're going to send you to the fire academy, and we're going to send you to the uh, paramedic class. Both fire departments will require the firefighter to pay back some of that training cost if they leave the department for another within a certain period. And Eric West says they could make moves in advance. We've talked about do we need to overhire, um, just do the fact that we feel that we know there's going to be some washout through this whole process. Plus, we'll have some more retirements probably within the time frame it's going to get these people trained. That's something we've got to talk with city administration with and, and see if they're on board with that or not. The dwindling fire service was a serious enough issue to prompt a meeting with President Biden last year, who convened a summit with leading fire service organizations to look at recruitment. Patrick Morrison says the International Association of Firefighters is working with the Labor Department to try to do what trade unions have done for more than a century. That's an apprenticeship program to gain and train new firefighters. Getting them interested, maybe even while they're in high school, that they can transition from high school into the fire service to say that there's an opportunity here that you might not have known about and that you can come in and work with the fire departments and assist in an early start into the fire service career. Morrison says they also plan a national marketing campaign targeting volunteer firefighters and professional departments alike. As being a noble job, as being somebody you can do to return to your community and having it safe having it uh, a job that is instrumental in so many different ways. And a lot of firefighters would say they didn't come to the job for the money that came in because they wanted to help others in their time of need. Morrison says they hope to attract people leaving the military as recruits to a different service with the same public service ethos. Both Bloomington and normal fire departments have new hires in the pipeline and hope to be back to full strength later this year. But Chiefs Mick Humer and Eric West say the recruitment issue will remain a pressing one for years to come. I'm Charlie Schlenker. Before we let you go, Bloomington's Zoning Board of Appeals meets today at 4 at the Government Center. On the agenda are four requests for special use permits for chicken keeping. Also, today is the last day of WGLT's Spring Fun Drive. The $75,000 goal, which is a very real number and an important part of our budget, is thankfully within reach. If you value WGLT's local reporting, our awesome music service and arts and culture coverage, or NPR's coverage of, well, pretty much everything, then now is the time to step up and help fund it. Donate at WGLT.org. And that's it for today. I'm Ryan Denham. The show is produced, as always, by Colin Winkleman. You can subscribe to the Leadoff Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app.